uh, reach out to me as well. Uh, be willing to assist. I will leave my details at the end of the presentation. So right now I'll be sharing my screen so we can go over the presentation together. Okay, perfect. So today we'll be looking at uh, the introduction to financial projections, uh, just get an overview of what's the primary purpose of financial projections. Uh, the important thing as Unati has outlined, uh, the financial projection basically summarizes everything. So if you say, let's say, for instance, in your marketing plan, you plan to market on, 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 on TV. So you need to have a quotation or supporting document or an, an idea of how much a 30-second video would play cost for you to play on TV. If you're planning to hire maybe a CFO, you can go on your Indeed now and, and say, I've said in my human resource plan that I'll hire a CFO, I'll hire an admin assistant, I'll also hire maybe a CEO. So you're then able now to put numbers onto that how much does a C ceo of an entity let's say for instance involving it business so you are able now to quantify financially and now you're able to see no man maybe i cannot afford at this stage of my business i cannot afford to hire a cfo i cannot afford to hire maybe a ceo maybe what i can do i can outsource some of those services i can outsource my marketing services i can outsource my accounting services because now my fin my financial projections are saying this company is not going to afford. So that's the basic uh, logic around it. Also, remember, the business plan is also presented to external people. It's going to be presented to your investors, to your bank. They also want to know, as an investor, if I invest my money here, would I be able to get a return that would be greater than me putting my money in a bank where it's going to be safe, where I'm able to get maybe 7%, 10% uh, interest on that? Uh, so they want to determine if I invest in this business, would my money grow? How, how much would my money grow in year one, in year two, in year three, in year four, in year five? Would I be able to exit this type of business? Also banks as well, as they borrow money, there's agencies here in South Africa like your CIFA. There's a lot of also development uh, finance agency, your NEF and also regional ones. They also want to determine as much as they want to empower your small to medium sized businesses. They also want to determine whether you can afford, let's say if they finance you with a car, would you be able, based on the financial projection, be able to afford to pay the monthly installment? From when would you be able to afford to pay those monthly installments? So you are able then to prepare and plan the business plan in entirety. Also as well, you're also able to plan for future investments and projects. Remember, in your, in your financial projections, you can look up to five years. So you find yourself maybe in year three, you're gonna make a profit of maybe 500,000. Now you're able to plan, if I have 500,000, what would I buy? So you're able now to plan five years, three years from now, okay? So that you don't find yourself now when you have 500,000, you are buying a Vupa because you don't understand, Muti, when I have 500,000, what other projects would I able to, to put? And then uh, we want for us to look at the startup versus the evolving business. Obviously, that affects different things. So we find that a startup business, that's a business that has not maybe traded, they want to start. So obviously, they will start obviously with a business idea. Obviously, within the business idea, you'd have to determine now what, what is it that I want to do. Then obviously there might be cost implication because you might have to develop a business plan. So they, they you might find yourself now having to spend money to develop a business plan. So it's important for you to put that into your startup um, plan that you might have. Also as well, you might find yourself that now you have to set up structures. Maybe you finally decided, no, that I need to open maybe a medical practice. Obviously medical practice, you have to open a personal liability company. That means now you have to pay for, for a company to be registered. You might be employing people. You have to spend money, compliances before even the company has started trading. Then now when the business starts to evolve now, you'd have to launch the business. Here you find that now you need to rent the office. Obviously when you're renting an office, they won't just ask you one month rent, they want a deposit. You'd have to put up furniture on that office. You have to put some branding. You have to also, you know, hire people, buy uniform, purchase stock if you are selling. So there would be some, 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 some startup costs there to be involved. So you see the business has not traded as yet, but you are incurring expenses. So it's important for you when you are developing your financial projections to plan for that. Also then, now the business is, is evolving, it's operating. You might find yourself now you have to set up branches. You have to buy maybe um, uh, acquire assets. Let's say, for instance, maybe you are in maybe Uber business. So you find yourself maybe you can't cope with one. So now you find yourself, you have to prepare financial projection to show that the business is viable 
and also be able to make money. That's now you find your business, you have to expand. Obviously, that will trigger the need for you to, to access finance. Then also as well, it's important for you in your financial protection to also plan as a business owner that you're not going to live it forever. Sometimes you might find yourself, maybe you one day you'd have to die. What's your plan for that? How are you planning to exit? Obviously, there might be some tax implications on that transfer duties if you are selling uh, assets or transferring assets upon your debt. You can also have estate duties being imposed on that from a tax perspective. Also as well, you might even look to sell the business if the business is a going concern, sell it to another business. So you can plan for all of that from a financial perspective. So we're going to dig deeper now. Uh, as I've asked here, do you also apply the same process when developing your business plan? So it's very important. So now you're gonna dig deeper now to understand the startup business. As I've said, it involves the initial uh, cost of setting up the entity as I've outlined and also involves the cost of key capital assets. I'll outline on this because a lot of people, they want to buy assets from the outset. Then they harass people to say, hey, you need to get funding. I cannot start a business because I don't have so-and-so. I cannot start a business because I don't have so-and-so. You know, there's an opportunities out there that you can always look because at the end of the day, your financial projection will determine, no, based on the level of sales that you aspire to achieve. You might find that now you are unable to acquire that asset. But you might find other ways where you can rent that asset out, where you can use a, a rent to own a higher purchase, or even get into an installment sale agreement on that asset where you don't have the money, you're using other people's money. Also, you have to plan for working capital, that's your stock, where you have to pay your rent deposits, maybe two, three months salary, because you're seeing in your financial projection that the company is not gonna be profitable from the get-go. Also, it's important as well to also specify where are you going to source the finance for each of these elements. For instance, you might find yourself that maybe you've got a good credit score. You can specify maybe for this for this thing, I can be a surety for the company because the company is new. I can be a surety for the company maybe to acquire a car. Similarly as well, if the company maybe has a sister company, that other company might be a surety. You might loan the company money, you might contribute capital. For instance, uh, certain assets that are, are secured like property, uh, and also your motor vehicle, it's easy for the bank to borrow your money because the assets itself is secured. The, the assets is used as security. If you don't pay for the car, they'll come and repossess the car. If you don't pay for the property that you, you would buy, they'll come and take the property because the bond, will, the, the, the title deal will still be with the bank. So it's important for you to understand where you're going to source the finance. Like it's hard for you to get a million, but it's easy for the bank to buy a car for you for a million. So it's important for you to identify where are you going to source the type of finance, looking at the type of assets that you're going to buy and also the useful life as well. Then I'll just touch a bit here as to how a startup capital uh, summary would look. Obviously, you'd have to, it's good to break it down based on the type of assets. For instance, as I've outlined with motor vehicles, it's easy to, to get vehicle finance, uh, finance um, uh, from the bank for, for, for a car because the assets is secure. It's also important for you to, set, to, to distinguish so that even when they're looking at your financial projection, they're able to anticipate how much depreciation you'll be paying per month. Also, your office expenditure, other capital expenditure like your renovation, if you're setting up an office, um, and also your furniture and equipment, if you're using laptops and all of those things, you can put that and break it down. And also as well, your working capital as an outline, maybe initially you'd have to rent a space before you even start operating. How much deposits, just put it there. And also as well, your, your marketing. My find that you have to spend marketing upfront. You can put it there and then you get a total. Then obviously it's important for you to take whatever figures you, you put on your startup capital, project it also on your, on your full financial projection. Let's say for instance, if you are saying you're going to need 1.4 million, you must show on your cash flow in the first year, in the first month that this is how you're going to utilize that 1 million how that 1 million is going to come. Because as you get the assets, you need to have something to finance that asset. So in your cash flow, you must say, okay, I've loaned the business so much money, you expect the bank is going to finance you to buy this asset so that your financial projections, your cash flow, income statement and balance sheet talks to one another with your startup capital requirement. So I'll go into the next stage as well that is important, that before you buy, decide on buying capital assets, you always have to ask yourself, do I expect to use this equipment more than a year? So obviously, if you're not going to use it more than a year, why buy the assets? If you, if, if why buy a car if you're not going to use the car for more than a year, or you're going to use the car maybe once or twice? You can rent the car. It's cheaper for you to rent the car maybe at Avis Rental per day rather than you buying. You can go if you're in construction. You can go into your coastal hires. There's people who can borrow you um, short-term 
uh, leases for your for your for your equipment where you can borrow maybe a drill, you can borrow maybe a a, a work hammer, you can borrow a TLP, depending on whatever project that you have. Also, as well, do you know? It's also important for you if you say yes. Do I know that this type of equipment is best for your business? It's important for you to determine. You may find that something is good for another person, but it's not good for you. So obviously, if it's not good for this type of business, it's good for you to rent because renting is lower risk. You just rent on that period as it's a pay as used rather than having a, a piece of equipment that is going to stay there, it's not going to be used. And now you have to pay maybe a repay back the loan, maybe either to CIFA or to a commercial bank. Then after you've answered this question, it's important for you now to determine the, sec the, the next step. Now, do you have the money or the cash after determining whether you need these assets? Do you have the money or the buying power? Meaning that do you have the, the good enough credit score? But at the end of the day, if you're a small business, you as the owner are going to be assessed. They'll ask for your own personal statement of assets in life. But to see you as an owner, if you, you are a good person to provide finance, because the business is still new, the business cannot finance on its own. So they will need you to stand as surety. So you have to consider now, do I have do, do I have the correct buying power? If obviously you say no, obviously try and find a, a lower cost you, you, a, a alternative, as I've said, you can rent. If you say yes, do I expect to use the equipment for more than five to seven years? This is important because obviously, if you're borrowing from the bank, the bank loan is going to be a five-year loan. So you need to be able to generate return on that equipment over five years so that you'll be able to pay it. Because you can't say, for instance, go and get a, 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 a cash loan for maybe six months to, to buy something that you are going to use for over seven to eight years. So it's good for you to match those two. So it's important for you. And as I've said as well, you also have to, 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 to specify if you have a strong desire to own this equipment and use it as well for tax deduction. But I will share these slides for you to assess a bit further. Then after that, after you've done that, you have now to look at the business now as it evolves. So it's important here to determine the financial projection, the full financial projection. There's a, gen a general model that is used in terms of financial modeling, where you put, you have your, your profit and loss projection, where you project your income statement, ideally per quarter or over 12 months for the first year. Then after that, you can project it either three to five years, Similarly, for the cash flow as well, you project it um, for the first year, either in quarterly or 12 months. And then after that, you project it as well over a three to five year period. Then your balance sheet, generally you project it at the end of the effort of the financial year. So it will be either one year, three year or five year. So it's important for you to, to, to develop that. And then all of this is going to be driven by your actual business plan as an outline. So if you say you're going to hire maybe in the first year, three people. So your, your profit and loss under salaries should specify that under salaries you've hired three people. And you can even take it a step further to assure the people who are going to be reading your business plan. You can go on Indeed and search how much do I pay? How much is the average salary for a security officer? Then you're able to take that every salary and put it there so that they know that you are not thumb sucking those amounts. You can able to say, for instance, how much is an average salary for an admin assistant? You can go on to Payscale. Payscale is able to give you that, and then you can put that under your financial assumptions as well. So that's where people are able to take this business plan as something that is credible. So we're going to look at one here. As you can see, uh, you have to put, this one is projected over a quarterly basis. You can see how much sales they're achieving per quarter. There's a total. Similarly, your cost of sales, you get your gross profit. Then you can break down, either you can have your expenses breaking down broadly, but generally, I generally advise that you have a summary, then have an appendix, detailed appendix, because no one wants to see a lot of numbers showing on your, your business plan. Then also, if you have a finance cost as well, it's important for you to account for that. Also, it's important for you to account for tax as well. You need to know the relevant tax rates that are applied for a business currently sitting at 27%. So you need to factor that into your financial projection so that people will be able to understand because you're not just going to earn money and not pay tax on it, right? Then uh, as I've outlined here for your sales, you can break it down per month and have a breakdown under your appendix where you can specify each line item of your income stream. Let's say, for instance, you are operating a business, let's say, for instance, a transport business. You might be transporting, for instance, uh, as an Uber, you might also use it maybe as a as a, a staff car, you know. So you can have a different stream. Maybe for staff cars, you expect maybe to have uh, maybe two corporate offices where they will give you contracts maybe per month. 
of uh, 5,000, then expects that after six months, you get a contract with another, uh, with another corporate office. After that, you expect to grow your, your, your corporate office uh, portfolio by maybe five per year. So you're able now to determine if you've got two, so it's gonna be 10,000 per month. So 10,000 per month, it should show on your projection that after 12 month period, you're going to have 10,000 in month one, 10,000 in month two, up until month six. Then after that, you're going to add another client that's gonna be now 15,000. So you're able to determine and show the breakdown of your sales and show the final amount that you've come across with. Obviously, similarly as well, you can have other sales items as well that you can show them, like a rate per Uber, rate per trip, you expect space, you're gonna travel maybe so and so kilometers in a month based on the average rides that say Uber trip take maybe within a region, you can get all of those facts. Then we're able to put those projections there. Then you can calculate the rates per trip that Uber pays on average. Then you're able to put it there so that you can provide that assurance that you are not thumb sucking those amounts. And then the next step you have to do obviously now is to put in your cash flow projections. Obviously here, it's important to follow those principles that are commonly used for accounting. There's a lot of tools that are out there in the public. Uh, I'm sure I'll send a link to Mpo. I'll also put the link on the comments on the Facebook page. So there's a general rule of thumb for your cash flow projection. You're always gonna look at your operating activities. That's your cash flow that is coming from your day-to-day -day, uh, operations of the business, the income and expenditure of the business. Then you can also get cash flow from investing activities. This is where now you're investing. It's not your day-to-day -day business, but now you are investing, maybe you are buying a capital assets, maybe you are financing your, your startup equipment, maybe you are doing renovation, maybe you're setting up the office. So it's important for you to specify this. Also now you can also have cash flow from your financing activities where you are getting finance from externally, either from your banks, either from uh, your you yourself as a director, you're providing finance, or maybe you're getting alternative finance maybe from your friends and family. It's important to put that in your cash flow so that you can show if you want to buy a car, how are you going to finance that car? If you're going to buy, maybe you're going to have, maybe let's say for instance, set up an office, do some renovation. How are you going to finance that? So as, as I've showed you initially, I'm going back to my presentation. As I've showed you initially, I've outlined here for motor vehicles that you're going to spend uh, 999,999. You can then put that on your cash flow as well as I've outlined. So you see here under your purchase of your motor vehicle, your cash flow is showing there that you've spent 999,999. And under cash flow from financing activities, you're showing that the bank will finance these assets. So this thing is tying back to your business plan, it's tying back to your startup capital. Similarly, as well, the cost that you're going to spend for to renovate the office, the cost that you're going to spend to 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 do to, to purchase all of those things that we have outlined initially, you can put that on you to your cash flow. And then that's where now you are able to determine how much cash you're going to have at the end of the quarter and how much cash you're going to have at the end of the year. Then finally, you're going to have your balance sheet. This looks at your income and expenditure. It looks, it looks at your, your, your assets and liabilities and your owner's equity, how your assets are being financed. Obviously here, they had bought uh, the, the office furniture, as you have said, you have bought, you have bought office furniture. Obviously, in accounting, you have to depreciate your, 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 your furniture because it's not going to stay forever. So you use a, a generally, it's either a rate, uh, either 20% or a rate that is determined, or you can decide maybe you're going to use that asset over maybe three or five years. Then you have to account for that onto your, your balance sheet. This is very important because it's going to show you as well when should the asset be replaced. Let's say if you are using that example that we have used, that you're going, maybe you're going to be having an e-hailing business where you've got Ubers, obviously maybe after three years or four years, you have to replace that fleet. So you can see, oh, my fleet now is going to lose its value. So now I have to refinance that fleet. So it's able to show on your balance sheet. Same, similarly as well with the car that we had as well for the 999,000, you can specify. Then also in terms of your current assets as well, you can specify your cash flow. Here you can specify your cash flow. Uh, as, you, as you saw on your cash flow statements, it's tied back to that 4.374 million. So you have to specify, it, it has to tie back to your cash flow under your cash and cash equivalent. Then you're able now to determine how much asset the business will have in year one, year two, year three. Similarly as well, how those assets would be financed. As I've outlined, you would have your retained equity because remember the business is making a profit. Some of the profits would be used up to finance your assets. Some of the profits either you can use it to buy maybe extra equipment or extra vehicles 
or you can keep it as cash, which is still an asset. So you, you, you use some of your retained earnings under your equity. And then also you can use other people's money like your banks or you as the directors can loan the money as we've outlined that you have loaned the money from the bank. Obviously the bank, you are paying it every month as I've shown you on the cash flow that every month you are paying loan repayments of 63,000 per quarter, which came to 255,000 for the year. So obviously that will go to go towards reducing your your liability with the bank. So you account for that as well. That's where you are able to show that this is how the assets will be financed. This is how much the business will be worth. So basically that's how you'd go about doing your financial projections, but don't stress, there's a lot of models that are there. There are, there are a lot of templates that are there. You can also outsource the, the service as I've outlined as well to ensure that it's, 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 it's prepared in a correct manner. Then the important things that you have to consider in terms of your tips, it's important for you to include your financial assumptions. Because remember, you're not going to be there to tell the people what's going on to your business. As Unati has outlined, the business plan is a communication tool. It's going to communicate to whoever's going to be screening your application. So they able need to, they need to know what's going on here. So if you say you're going to make sales of 20,000 per month, you need to determine how did you come to the 20,000. As I've said, the healing business, you can say, okay, based on the current statistics, in South Africa, maybe you spend 10,000, uh, uh, Uber driver spends on average 1,000 kilometers per month, and they charge per kilometer, maybe you say 20 rands. So you can take 20 rands times uh, the average kilometers, which is 1,000 rand, then you're able to determine that I myself will also earn 20,000 per month. So you're able to provide those realistic and logical and verifiable assumptions so that people will become confident. They won't say, because everyone would want to have a business that is seeming to be profitable so that you can provide the finance. Also specify the source of finance as well, because sometimes uh, you might present a business plan, they'll see there that you need maybe 5 million to start this business. Then see if I'll say, no, I cannot find this business because it's too big. But if you specify maybe the finance, maybe for you only need just working capital from them. So you can present the same business plan and specify that only working capital will be needed from them. You've already put yourself as a surety and the bank is willing to <coughs> give you maybe a car or an e-learning business for that business. Also specify the rates that you have used as well, the, the, the rates of interest. You can research that online. What is the average interest rate? You can use the repo rates as well to specify the level of interest because you can't just thumbs up the interest that is being used. Similarly as well, you must account for inflation because the prices increases every year. So you can't, your salaries are not going to be the same every year. At least try and increase all of your expenses and income using the level of inflation. If you're importing and exporting goods from out of the country and into the country, specify the level of exchange rate that you've used. Because if you're going to buy something, let's say your instance, your coats that you got from a supplier from um, maybe UK is in euros or it's in pounds. You must specify what is the exchange rate that you have used so that the person who's reading your business plan is able to understand how much, how did you come to that amount as well. So also it's important for you to determine the source of your data. As I've outlined, uh, a good business plan is research-based. You have to use research. Also your financial assumption, you also need to put your source of your, your, your information. Let's say for instance, your interest rate, you can say you've taken that based on your, your search of the, uh, the South African Reserve Bank repo rates at a point in time. So specify that on your financial assumption so that the people will be able to understand and see where did you come to those conclusions. So um, before, before I close, I think those are the key and important things that you have to consider when doing a business plan. And then um, it should also help you now to make changes as well to your marketing plan, to your operation plan, to your um, financial plan, to your human resource plan. Because you can see now, after capturing your financial projection, you can see, no, maybe I can do away with this because if maybe I buy this type of assets, I cannot afford to buy this type of assets. Maybe I can rent, maybe for now, I can have this person working maybe once a week or twice a week so that you can afford them. So the financial projections come in handy in that manner, in, in such a way that they do help you plan and project into the future, how that business will look in a month from now, in 12 months, in three thank years, in five so years, much. in six thank years. You, so that's it, guys. Uh, thank you so much as well. Over to you, Komoto. Oh my goodness, that was a mouthful. I hoped and prayed that we had the whole day. 
Um, I gave you five minutes, you took 15 minutes, but I see why. The presentation really was a financial literature to Amayanga Yanga. We thank you so much, a beautiful presentation. Um, I, I now took note that I think you've got a vested interest in the e-healing business because every example there on the finance was e-healing. And I think people need to take advantage of that. And if they didn't know their business model, maybe they could go to that. Um, thank you hmm. so, so, so much. I just looked at them like, okay, Ogupila, where is the It makes sense. You know, you explained it to the T. We're going to have now um, Ms. Rita Baloy, how to compile a, business, a portfolio of evidence. Um, a lot of us, there's just thumbsack. All of, a lot of us just says, no, I did this, I did that. I went there, I did this. So how do we now make sure that our young entrepreneurs understand the, the importance of the portfolio of evidence? Over to you. Thank you so much, Dando, and thank you, colleagues. Um, indeed, one can, can never stop learning. My name is Rita Baloi, and I am coming from the Outreach Foundation. Outreach Foundation is an organization that deals with skills development, amongst others. And we offer courses like artisanal food preparation, your digital courses, your beautician courses. So you guys can check out Outreach Foundation for more. Over to what I'm here for. The, portfolio of evidence, aka POE. So as you all know, all throughout high school, you guys needed a portfolio for each subject, showing off the work and tests you did. Well, a portfolio of evidence follows the same principle. As you get older and want to progress in your career, you will need one to showcase your work, your accomplishments and skills when applying for jobs, or in our case, as young entrepreneurs, when applying for business investments or funding. In formal terminology, a portfolio of evidence in a business context is a collection of documents, your artifacts, and examples that overall demonstrate your business's achievements, your capabilities, and your competence. So in essence, it serves as a tangible record of the skills, the experiences, projects, and successes related to your business. So you might be asking yourself, why do I need a portfolio of evidence for my business? So this is to simply give your investors, your funders, and potential clients the benefit of the doubt that your business is very much competent in what it specializes in and helps you as the owner improve the business in areas where it may seem to be lacking. But that's not all, guys. Take a look at those benefits that come along with having a portfolio. It generates credibility by showing that you have a track record of delivering results and can be trusted to fulfill promises and meet expectations. It showcases your professional accomplishments. It sets you apart from different businesses and other businesses by allowing you to highlight what makes your products or services unique and why potential clients or partners should choose you over your competitors. And last but not least, it helps potential investors visualize your business as a whole. Now let's start building our portfolio. With, what, with that being said, I'll give you the most important things to include in your portfolio of evidence so that it is relevant and professional. The first thing you should include is your profile. The profile is a brief description of your business. It should include basic information that will help the reader know more about your business. So basically, these are your name of your business, when your business was established, the location of your business, your phone and fax numbers, your email address, website URL, the branding of the business, and the names of exec executives. The second thing you should add is your mission statement. A mission statement is a brief explanation of your business reason for existence, and it describes your business purpose, its intention, and overall objectives. So a mission statement explains how you will achieve your purpose and ultimate goals. The third thing you should include are the details of your products and services. So another important thing about the portfolio of evidence AKA POE is information about the services of is information about the services or products that your business provides. You can also 
create a separate product portfolio or, or organize specific details about each product, but it can be helpful to include product information in the business POE as well. For example, you can include the different product or services your business offers, your target market, and so forth. The fourth thing you should list is your affiliation and business relationships. So affiliations are, a business affiliation is a relationship in which one company Company owns less than most of another company's shares. And business relationships are connections between professional entities. This may include your business relationships. It is super advisable that vendors, suppliers, and certifying organizations include information about these relationships in the POE. The fifth thing you should include are your professional achievements. So if your business has been operational in the industry for several years and it has accumulated professional achievements, this is very advisable that you include in your POE as those give your investors, your potential clients, hope that you can actually deliver on what you say you can deliver. And this is also to showcase your business achievements. The sixth thing you should add are your licenses and certifications. Bear in mind that there are certain industries that require you to have a certificate or a license. If you have a certificate or a license, remember to include it in your portfolio. And remember that licenses actually expire. So don't, and I repeat, don't include an expired license in your portfolio as this may decrease your credibility. The last but not the least, your referrals and testimonials. Do you receive good feedback on your work? Then good. You can use that to your advantage by adding it in your portfolio of evidence. Remember to ask clients or suppliers if you can use their feedback or testimonials first. Let's not put them on the spot, then they can't really value for your business, as that can be a bad report on your side. Next slide, please. Now, lastly, how do you know that your evidence is suitable? Be conscious of the following principles of assessment when you build your portfolio of evidence to make sure that it adequately demonstrates the knowledge, skills, and behaviors of your business. So what counts as good evidence, really? A portfolio of evidence should be relevant to the reader and communicate clearly whatever message you are trying to portray. A portfolio of evidence should have high-quality, well-documented materials, which will show those people that we serious and care, and ensure to use clear and professional language, correct grammar, and proper formatting to enhance clarity. Your portfolio must also clearly show the impact of your work and the value you have pro pri provided. Sorry, It must have testimonials from clients, stakeholders, or colleagues because external validation adds credibility and reinforces the positive impact of your work. Your portfolio must be up to date with the latest information. Please guys, remove any outdated content. So information from three years or before is regarded as outdated information. And lastly, your portfolio must be easily accessible and user-friendly. We don't want to give our potential investors or clients stress when having to access it. Remember guys, that a good POE enables you, oh, remember that a good POE is not just quantity, but quality. It's about presenting a captivate, captivating and authentic story of your achievements and capabilities, and also regularly update and refine your portfolio to keep it relevant and impactful. Thank you. Oh, lovely, lovely, Ms. Rita. Um, I'm so intrigued. And I think today's session speaks to anyone who was about to start a business, anyone who's thinking of starting a business, anyone who is in business but couldn't, you know, elevate their pitch, because this is like a one-on-one, -on -one, 101 elevation of a pitch, because we can have great products, but if we don't have the know-how, the product will be useless. We will have the exciting thing about today. What is the youth thinking of the program? 
What do they need to know more? Do they have any questions? If they have, we'll have to flag them in, directed to anyone. But colleagues, if you feel like you can jump in and help out, please do so. Let's make it brief so that you know we can go through all the questions that are available there. The young people are hungry. I've seen their comments going up and down saying this was great. This is what they've been looking forward to. This is important. Um, and I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like also I was in a class, you know, the lecture, the financial literature 101 plus the economics, you know, it felt good. Um, the language was accessible and could be understood by anyone. We loved that. Um, our colleagues, you did so well. Do we have the questions, colleagues? Now it's time for the questions, comments, even maybe any of the colleagues, if they've got anything to ask to the other colleague, we can just do that while we're waiting for the questions. Andile? Okay, um, while we're still waiting for the questions, I think we can just go through the comments together. They say, can you send me the presentation? They've given us an email there. Can I be funded for courier goods delivery business? If any of the colleagues have got the answer for that, please note it down. That is Mavet Khatswayo. Um, please assist me. Nonshakanipo. Sibia says, I'm struggling to find funding for my poultry farming business. Let's note it down. Anyone who can assist them, please do so. Can you guys arrange online training? That's Junior Musia. Um, Ricardo says, how to assist youth business in Northern Cape? We never ever get these useful trainings in our area. That's a concern. Um, please colleagues from NYDA note it down as well. Um, I'm just trying to scroll up to get everything. Um, or just text someone to come through and have this great information session. Anama Kabe says, I applied for voucher earlier March, but NYDA, Trailing Branch, they're saying the service provider and even on the portal I've, I've applied, but it was rejected. How do I get assisted? On that, colleagues from NYDA, note her down, please. We have got Charlie as well. Good day. How long does it take to get funding? I've been waiting for the past four months. My status says EDM approved with a set phase there. Um, that's Charlie, okay. I've heard that NYDA is able to assist with equipment supply. I have, I have a need for container and I'm under second threshold. Can I be assisted because the supplies I went to are expensive? I guess that is suppliers. All right. We've also have got Lebo Leboening saying, will NYDA still help those in need of fund while they're working at the public sector? NYDA colleagues, please come through as well. All right, what is, what exactly, okay, that's exactly what I needed to register certification before starting the business. Lesejo is a comment. Can NYDA come to fix back um, to teach us more? Well done, NYDA, it looks like you're doing great. People are receiving this greatly and well. Then there is Zama who says can i please can i be able to watch online live later i think with my understanding the youtube and facebook still is there after the recording you can even call your friends your cousins and everybody else um that you think this information is going to help them out so that they can come watch later on and is saying this is good we love that great topic from him love that Jennifer also says, please save this for later. Amazing NYDA platforms would have that. 
check them on YouTube, NYDA, RSA there, um, and Facebook, National Youth Development Agency. Plug there and then listen to it later on your free time. Mudibadi says, do they fund to start, to start a business? I think NYDA can come through and jump in. Um, Didi saying who is what NYDA? Okay. Nansapo says, hello everyone. I'm learning a lot already. You're welcome, Nonsapo. And then I think, let's see the other questions. How to assist youth business in Northern Cape? We never have this. Okay, this I've been through it. I'm struggling to find finding, funding. Note that colleagues. Can I be funded for Korea? Note that colleagues. That's Satsuayo. Please assist me, please. They are crying for help. Colleagues, I'm sure you guys can help them out. There's Unatu who says, because it's a new business idea, you will project for the period of funding, which is usually five years. I think this was help. Okay, it's Susunati who is with us on the platform. Maggie Kumala, I did apply. Um, Tando says, in 2020, visited the office. These are grievances that I think um, NYDA would help you at the latest stage. I think um, we can just leave it from there. Colleagues with a ready. Anyone who is ready to jump in for the questions that were there, I hope everyone was noting them down. There is the one, the few ones that I see is directed to NYDA, maybe you can tackle that the general how to i'm starting a business etc or other opportunities outside nyda um you can jump in um nati and osrita also you can jump in where you see there's a need i think we can take it from there all right thank you so much so um we have different dfis within within the 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 country so i will start there's different platforms to secure funding um but because you know there are different requirements and especially from the traditional banks perspective you'll find that there's information and additional documentation that they will require and because startup businesses are usually perceived as risky um then then they they are reluctant in 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 supporting or investing in startup businesses as a result that is flagged as a as a market failure so different dfis that exist play different roles in a in an entrepreneurship or in an yeah in an entrepreneurship or business journey that young people get into so we have nyda that helps young people from an idea stage or idea generation stage where there are different products and services that we offer from um, a training that we offer which i saw young people are engaging on it's called business uh, management training or usually also known as bmt um, this training generally helps young people to have a basic understanding of how to run a business. Again, we acknowledge that some people get into business because of circumstances, they are no, not able to secure jobs, and some it's really a passion and they've really started to, to operate in this space. So if you do not have experience and the knowledge in running a business, then we take you through this, this uh, training platform. Um, unfortunately, because it is a training tool that helps young people to have a better understanding of how to run businesses. It's it's really a a a platform that is popular, and unfortunately, young people then have to wait. And I would say, if you've applied, go back to the office and uh, just to you know inquire when you can be able to to attend this training then we have a, a mentorship program which is a business mentorship to help young people understand what they want to get into we have um our grant program which is basically to help young people to start some sort of operation 
Um, it's limited resources, and I must say that our mandate is big as the organization, but unfortunately, our resources are limited. So therefore, we try by all means to make sure that young people get funding, um, and those that we cannot reach, we try to partner with other government institutions and private sector to make sure that we help we help young people. Then we have a program called the Voucher Program. This is basically a business development support services program. It's a non-financial services program. So we do not give young people funding, but rather we partner or we contract ex experts in different platforms to make sure that they help young people and NYDA pays them. Uh, pays the experts, so it is it it's at no cost for for young people, and we have then a a mentorship program now again because mentorship come at different st stages. It can come at pre financing stages where we help you with an overall understanding and compliance issues. Then we help also help you um, at, at uh, post funding to make sure that you, you scale up your business. Then we have a market linkages program, which is basically to help you with procurement opportunities that are available um, from private sector to, to public sector uh, platforms. So these are the value chain programs that, that we have within the NYDA that can help young people uh, to scale up their businesses. How you access our products and services is basically by first registering at our NYDA ERP uh, system. Uh, to, to have for us to have information about you and what you require, then an office that is closer to you will then call you for an assessment. And then the assessment basically is to review and make sure that whatever services that you require are the services um, that your business needs. Because sometimes young people right away, they require funding of which then there are gaps um, that we, we, during the assessment, we pick up and then we help you along the line. So I've seen some people on online saying, how do we get help from Northern Cape and all of that? We have offices nationally. So what you can do is um, check out where the offices are. We have regional offices. We have about, um, I think, 50 offices in the country. So we try by all means to be reachable. So if you register on the ERP or if, unfortunately, you don't have the infrastructure to, to register, pop in into our nearest office and you'll be able to get help. Thank you. Oh, wow. You said a mouthful. And I think one of the things that I've picked up is our youth are crying out for help. And most of them, they never knew the know-how. An interesting question here I've seen. I'm going to ask you to still maybe jump in and answer it. Um, is from Simazi. Um, I think it is addressed to you. Maybe if we can tackle this one. I recently did a BMT at NYDA. I learned that there's international labor organization standard. It is compulsory to follow the certain protocol. Okay, no, this one is, oh, sorry. There is a question at the end. It says, is it compulsory to follow a certain format when writing a business plan? Or can I create, can I be creative since I have, I've not, I have, a not so common business idea it's directed to you miss unati maybe we can tackle it quickly before i move to another question i think it's the the structure of the business format business plan format is there like a standard one or she can be creative um so business plan guidelines are available and most of the time are quite similar and this is just to make sure that when, whatever information that you compile for, as we mentioned that this is a communication tool. So whatever information that you comply, it is according to what the investors require. So generally business plan guidelines are quite similar. So you can get it from, we have at NYDA, all our funding institutions have guidelines. So depending on the amount that you require, 
the institution that you're going to apply it, check their, their um, business plan guideline because it's a preference of how you comply the information. So the information remains the same, but institutions have their own preferences. Thank you. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Thank you so much. I think this is for Mr. Piwa. They're asking, where are you located for consultation and how much do you charge? I think if you're comfortable with the question, you can jump in. Or maybe if you've seen a question that maybe you can help out on the chat, you can just jump in and help us out. All right. Uh, thanks, 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 Unati. Um, and Homoto, uh, the previous speakers have just shared. Uh, we are based in Durban um, at State Law Convention House. It's at 125 Florence and Zama Street. Uh, but due to the fact that we are a full cloud-based accounting um, firm, we are able to service clients throughout the country. In terms of our consultation, we don't charge a consultation fee should there be a service, but should there not be just a pure consultation, there will just be 375 for the first hour. So yeah, but we try to avoid them. Uh, if it's purely just consulting, it's 375 for the first hour. And then should they release to a service, we don't charge consultation fee. I thought I'd just share, I know some people will not feel comfortable, but always make it easy for people to, to have an understanding as to uh, how do we price so that they not they don't become scared to reach out should they need assistance thank you then in terms of the question i saw i think it was rita if i'm not mistaken that uh, inquired about uh, starting a career business uh, uh, obviously as a, a youth owned uh, business uh, the logistics in korea part of uh, the of most corporates is one of those elements that is generally outsourced uh, to BE um, qualifying ideally youth female owned businesses just to boost their, their BE scores. So it is uh, a, a type of a line of business that is growing. Um, obviously, if you are in that business, most likely you'll be buying assets like your fleets, your trucks, your, 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 your vans as well. As Rita had outlined, uh, it's important for you to gather those portfolio of evidence, one of which obviously would be the business plan. And then obviously you can leverage off the contracts that you might get from your corporate um, client or prospective clients. If they can give you a contract, they can specify the quantities and the rates. You can then prepare business plan and leverage off that to perhaps go to your development finance agency. You can use the, the services of NYDA that can help you in channeling you to the right avenue that fits that 